Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Hebrews chapters 10 and 11 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. Help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have. And do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in. Hebrews chapter 10. The Sacrifice of Jesus. The old plan was only a hint of the good things in the new plan. Since that old law plan wasn't complete in itself. It couldn't complete those who followed it. No matter how many sacrifices were offered year after year, they never added up to a complete solution. If they had, the worshippers would have gone blissfully on their way, no longer dragged down by their sins. But instead of removing awareness of sin, when those animal sacrifices were repeated over and over they actually heightened awareness and guilt. The plain fact is that bull and goat blood can't get rid of sin. That is what is meant by this prophecy, put in the mouth of Christ. You don't want sacrifices and offerings year after year. You've prepared a body for me for a sacrifice. It's not fragrance and smoke from the altar. That wit your appetite. So I said, I'm here to do it your way, O oh God. The way it's described in your book. When he said, you don't want sacrifices and offerings, he was referring to practices according to the old plan. When he added, I'm here to do it your way, he set aside the first in order to enact the new plan, God's way, by which we are made fit for God by the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus. 11:18. Every priest goes to work at the altar each day, offers the same old sacrifices year in, year out, and never makes a dent in the sin problem. As a priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sins, and that was it. Then he sat down right beside God and waited for his enemies to cave in. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. By that single offering, he did everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in the purifying process. The Holy Spirit confirms this. This new plan I'm making with Israel isn't going to be written on paper. Isn't going to be chiseled in stone. This time I'm writing out the plan in them. Carving it on the lining of their hearts. He concludes. I'll forever wipe the slate clean of their sins. Once sins are taken care of for good, there's no longer any need to offer sacrifices for them. Don't throw it all away. 1921 So, friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of His sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence is His body. 22:25. So let's do it, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps His word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshipping together as some do but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. 2631 If we give up and turn our backs on all we've learned, all we've been given, all the truth we now know, we repudiate Christ's sacrifice and are left on our own to face the judgment, and a mighty fierce judgment it will be. If the penalty for breaking the law of Moses is physical death, what do you think will happen if you turn on God's Son, spit on the sacrifice that made you whole, and insult this most gracious Spirit? This is no light matter. God has warned us that He'll hold us to account and make us pay. He was quite explicit, vengeance is mine, and I won't overlook a thing and God will judge His people. Nobody's getting by with anything, believe me. 32-39 Remember those early days after you first saw the light? 
Those were the hard times. Kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse, some days it was you, other days your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you, nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out, staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now, he's on the way. He'll show up most any minute. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. But we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no. We'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. Hebrews 11. Faith in what we don't see. 1-2 The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. 3 By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's Word, what we see created by what we don't see. 4 By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought, that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. 5-6 By an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. 7 By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see, and acted on what he was told. The result? His family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. 8-10 By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith he lived in the country promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real, eternal foundations, the city designed and built by God. 11-12 By faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant, old woman as she was at the time, because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That's how it happened that from one man's dead and shriveled loins there are now people numbering into the millions. 13-16 Each one of these people of faith died not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance, waved their greeting, and accepted the fact that they were transients in this world. People who live this way make it plain that they are looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have gone back any time they wanted. But they were after a far better country than that, heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them, and has a city waiting for them. 17-19 By faith, Abraham, at the time of testing, offered Isaac back to God. Acting in faith, he was as ready to return the promised son, his only son, as he had been to receive him, and this after he had already been told, your descendants shall come from Isaac. Abraham figured that if God wanted to, he could raise the dead. In a sense, that's what happened when he received Isaac back, alive from off the altar. 20 By an act of faith, Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau. 21 By an act of faith, Jacob on his deathbed blessed each of Joseph's sons in turn, blessing them with God's blessing, not his own, as he bowed worshipfully upon his staff. 22 By an act of faith, 
Joseph, while dying, prophesied the exodus of Israel, and made arrangements for his own burial. 23 By an act of faith, Moses' parents hid him away for three months after his birth. They saw the child's beauty, and they braved the king's decree. 24-28 By faith, Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an opportunistic soft life of sin with the oppressors. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. By an act of faith, he turned his heel on Egypt, indifferent to the king's blind rage. He had his eye on the one no I can see, and kept right on going. By an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast and sprinkled Passover blood on each house so that the destroyer of the firstborn wouldn't touch them. 29 By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned. 30 By faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days, and the walls fell flat. 31 By an act of faith, Rahab, the Jericho harlot, welcomed the spies and escaped the destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. 32-38 I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts, turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips, and, yes, chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless, the world didn't deserve them. Making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. 3940 Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Hashtag Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day with Proverbs 2 Go. Thank you for being here listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely Michael and Michelle Shell. Join us again tomorrow as we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. 2 Go is the number. 2 then G. O. Dot US. See you again tomorrow, as we continue reading and listening to God's Word.